Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I welcome you to this week's broadcast from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, July 16th in the year 2023. And we have quite a lot of things going on this week. But first, I want to do a little housekeeping and tell you that I am going to be giving a five-week class. And that is going to start August 1st through the 29th. It's five Tuesdays in August, and it is called Harmonizing Prosperity, Sinking Heart, Soul, and Wallet. Okay? And it's already up on the book online on my website. You can go there right now if you wanted to, thegoldenastrologer.com, click on book online, and among the list of choices, that is one of them, Harmonizing Prosperity, Sinking Heart, Soul, and Wallet. I'm giving this class for a reason. As you know, and as I've been talking about, we're going to talk about more today, is that Venus is going retrograde, and Venus will retrograde next Saturday, the 22nd, and it will be until September 4th. Now, Every time Venus goes retrograde, I say that there's things we have to do, and I am leaving it up to everyone else to do them, meaning review your finances, review your relationships, reconnect with things that are internal, because any of that retrograde energy requires us to step back and take a look within. And that's what reviewing and rewinding and revisiting and reconnecting and reimagining is all about. And when we do that, we are taking a step within. We're going maybe a little quiet. We're going to journal. We're going to meditate. We're going to ponder. We're going to take a walk and do some thinking. We're going to sit with ourselves and reflect. That's another re. And... I leave that up to you generally. This time, what I want to do is guide people through this. And so instead of just saying, okay, go ahead, go reflect now (laughs) for the next month and a half, I'm going to assist anyone who attends this class for six Tuesdays in the evening on, uh, you know, in August um, to release emotional blocks to money and love, to empower yourself to overcome the emotional obstacles that hinder your relationships with both people and finances. So there's a little more information on my website. I'll be putting this in a blog and posting it and sending it out to my mailing list. If you're not on my mailing list, I suggest you go to my website again. And when the little Uh, pop-up comes when you get to the website, thegoldenastrologer.com, you can sign up there. So this is uh, a class that will, you know, help us release these old patterns. And this is always a good thing to do when we have these retrogrades. So I invite you to join me. Of course, the class will be recorded. So if you can't come, but you want to go, you can pay for the class, obviously, and then uh, take your time and watch the video. But I think it would be great to attend live because it is beneficial if you can ask questions and stuff. And what I'm planning on doing is having a Facebook group where people can uh, post, uh, you know, some of the assignments that we'll be doing and then there could be a lively discussion in there as well. And if there's any questions and things along the way, we can we can answer them. So, yes, that's my plan. And so I welcome you to this class. 
And in the meantime, let's look at the week ahead. The first thing that's happening is that tomorrow there's a new moon. And it is in the sign of Cancer because we are in the sign of Cancer. We're in Cancer season. And the sun is in the sign of Cancer. And that means when the moon joins the sun in the same sign so that they have a new moon, we are at a new moon in the sign of Cancer. And it is at 24 degrees of Cancer. Now, this is an interesting place, 2456 to be exact, which is just about 25 degrees of Cancer. This is an interesting place. First of all, the new moon in Cancer asks us to look at our emotions and our feelings and our family relationships and our generational relationships and our epigenetic relationships and any of these old historical things. It also helps us, you know, connect with our feelings, our emotions, etc. All those good Cancerian things. Clear up domestic things. You know, maybe you need to paint the living room. Maybe you need to clean up the house. Maybe you're doing something new and fresh to the home. Maybe there's a new fresh energy in your family. Somebody had a baby. Someone's getting married. Um, maybe you're taking a vacation with the family, but it's a very Cancerian energy, moon and sun. So, and the moon is very happy. Moon likes to be in Cancer. It rules Cancer. And so this is some place where it's a launching point for new emotional experiences, new familial experiences, um, anything under the sign of cancer. Now, as I said, it's at 20, just about 25 degrees of cancer, which means it's opposite Pluto, which is at 29 degrees of Capricorn. Okay, so this is an illumination. It's a new moon. It shines a light. It's something bright and you know even though it's a dark right now we're in the dark of the moon we're in that balsamic phase of the moon but it is a new moon so we are expecting newness and we are opening to newness and therefore we're opening the door with sun and moon opposite Pluto, which is the planet of transformation, the planet of the underworld, the planet that rules deep collective unconscious energies and deep collective unconscious trends and anything that we are scooping up and excavating from the deep unconscious in our own personal closet. Okay, so that sun-moon conjunction is going to oppose this Pluto. And I mean, you know, the sun will oppose Pluto a few days later, technically, um, on Friday. But really what's happening is that the, the you know, the moon is being illuminating because the moon will be 11.06 p.m. tomorrow night is when the moon contacts Pluto by opposition and then goes void. So really the sun and the moon together at 2.32 p.m. Eastern time, and then the moon opposite Pluto 11.06 p.m. And then the moon goes void and all that's in Eastern time. Okay, so if you are looking at your own personal Plutonian experience of this, then you want to do some deep thinking, processing emotions of the moment, okay, because it is about cancer. It's not about, you know, Libra and Gemini and all. This is not an intellectual process. It's a feeling process, okay? So a feeling process is really 
where we want to be during this new moon. And it is complicated because it's like, oh no, more dredging up of emotions, right? Yeah, I mean, this is this is what happens, you know, when we get into the sign of cancer. And cancer's a private sign. It's not someone that's going to go out and broadcast their emotions all over the world. But it can be a time of quiet contemplation. And that is a good use of this energy, especially when it's opposite Pluto. So we may dredge things up a bit. We may uh, receive new emotional information from our history. We may have a breakthrough, which is always what I recommend, right? Now, while this new moon is happening, our friend Venus, Venus, who is slowing way, 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 way down, Venus is in this relationship with Neptune. She has been in this um, in conjunct, this discomfort relationship with Neptune. And she is also straddling the world between Neptune and Pluto, much the way Mars was back about, oh, 10 days ago or so. So this was, remember how it was, and I was talking about that dynamic of Mars with Neptune and then Mars with Pluto and then anger surfaced, but there might have been some tears. And remember what I said last week, that there may be a few tears shed right now, these very sensitive moments of Venus making this relationship to Neptune, this needling relationship. Remember, the inconjunct is a needling aspect, so we may feel some needling energies between Venus, Neptune, Pluto. And remember again, those are transcendental planets, Neptune and Pluto. We are asking to being asked to transcend old emotional patterns. And I'm always saying that, right? Like everything is transcending an old emotional pattern, Deb. This is what we do. <laughs> You're always going to run into something. It's like, oh, more of this? You mean I'm like this age and still dealing with that? You know, and there's layers and layers and layers of our own unconscious stuff. And it's going to layer itself as we get triggered. You know, so this is a triggering aspect. So if relationships have you in a little bit of a kerfuffle, we like that word, um, that experience is this Venus right now. And she is slowing down. So she's, remember what I said last week, she's going to do this thing to Neptune, she's going to move ahead a smidget, and then she's going to move back and do this thing to Neptune again, and then do it again when she's well after she's direct and moving forward. But there is some deep emotional stuff going on with Venus, which is about money and relationships, which goes back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Tune in for that class. Okay. So Venus is in this relationship between Neptune and Pluto. And that is happening at the same time the new moon is opposing Pluto. So Pluto is getting lots of emotional stuff, right? And this, again, there's no air in the sky. I'm looking at the planets. I'm staring at them right now on my wheel. And we are not dealing with planets that are in air, okay? We're dealing with fire. We're dealing with water. We're dealing with Earth. Mars is in Virgo. The sun and the moon are in Cancer. You know, all this Venus, Mercury, they're in fire, they're in Leo, you know, and we're dealing with water, Saturn and Neptune, and we're dealing with Earth, you know, Pluto and Capricorn and Uranus and Jupiter in 
Taurus. So this is this is everything but air, and there's a hell of a lot of Earth going on right now. And I think that this is not an intellectual process. This is a deep emotional feeling process, okay? And so we have to go in with the emotions. Don't expect to be rational. Don't expect to feel rational, okay? And expect that we are moving through something deep and, you know, you hold the energy. You hold the energy and let it move through you. The ideal is to not react but maybe have a breakthrough and get excited, but have have yourself holding the energy, not shooting it all over your life, okay? Holding the energy while it passes through you. I had this, when we went through that whole process, you know, last 10 days or so, that 10 days ago process, I had to hold my energy too, you know? I'm not exempt from these things. And... When you hold energy, sometimes things like bottles of kefir or kombucha explode in your house or something cracks in your kitchen. These are the things that happen to me when I'm holding this energy and letting it move through me. It comes out around my environment, and that's what these things do. So if a bottle of kombucha explodes in your kitchen, this is what happens when we're holding energy like this, and we move through it, okay? So then we can just look at it and say, okay, I get it. I get it, right? So that's that's part of it. Now, the other thing is that when the the opposition comes from the new moon, it's going to really highlight this Pluto. So the opposition is sort of triggering Venus on a certain level and triggering it's a very nice relationship to Neptune, but it's triggering Pluto. So we're in this we're in this emotional wave and we've got to ride the wave, okay? We've got to ride this wave. That's how we hold the energy. So now, the other thing is that tomorrow is another big day for another big reason. And that is because the nodes are changing signs. Now, if you tuned into my Instagram this week, you heard me talking about the nodes changing sign. And the nodes are changing signs. So as I'm speaking, the south node is in Scorpio and the north node is in Taurus. And that's where they've been since January of 2022. They stay in a set of signs in opposition for 18 months or so. Tomorrow, tomorrow, they are changing sign. And it's going to be about 4.30 in the afternoon or so. Yeah, about 4.30, 4 in the afternoon, tomorrow, Eastern time, because I'm looking at this from my time, which is about 2.30 in the afternoon. It's going to change signs. They will go into Libra for the south node and Aries for the north node. Now, this is a different set of circumstances. That south node is in Libra, yes, but it's a node. It's not a planet. So let's look at what this means. This is a very big shift. The north node is in Aries. That is the direction of fulfillment. That's where we're going now as of tomorrow afternoon. And then the south node is in Libra, which is the direction we are coming from and where old habits die hard and we have karmic things and things we know really, really well and we like to rely on over and over, okay? Libra is the sign of partnership. It rules the seventh house. It is the sign of 
connecting with others, having one-to-one relationships. It's also the sign of harmony and peace and serenity and beautiful things. And Libras love when things are beautiful, serene, harmonious, and there's not there's not a kerfuffle, right? Aries loves a good kerfuffle. Aries gets stimulated and excited and is at its best when it has a good argument or it has a good conundrum, you know, and not something that's like requires also all sorts of analysis. Aries loves to get a little punchy and Aries directs and Aries is very much about um, navigating the self, okay, and the experience of self, where Libra is us, Aries is I. And so what we are navigating towards is the North Node, the level of fulfillment is going to come from being independently on our own and in our own self within a situation with others. Meaning, if you're in a partnership, lots of us are, and it has nothing to do with not focusing on your partnership, it just means that you aren't going to get anywhere by over-focusing on your partnership and being a people pleaser. Okay, I'm going to sacrifice for the sake of peace and harmony. It means you may have to cause a little bit of a stir-up when you are taking care of your own needs first. And that's the nature of Aries. Aries and their soul opinion and their soul needs and what is necessary for them. Now, this doesn't mean go all out and be all selfish. It means that we balance things, but with an eye to taking care of our own needs and not being a people pleaser. And this is a very important dynamic and a very fine line. It's complicated because you want to simultaneously be there for the other person, but know your direction is going to be fulfilled by minding your own state and managing your own state and managing yourself and what your needs are. So don't give things up solely for the sake of peace. You need to focus on what your needs are with an eye to the other person, of course. And it means boundaries, of course, and it means structure, and it means staying aware of what your needs are so that you don't get resentful when you, you know, go all out, go all out for the other person. No, 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 no. You have to stay uh, focused on the balance. And that is Libra, of course, but Aries is about self and the independence of self. And... You know, if you get into a new partnership, for example, you are not going to be fulfilled if you're like all waiting by the phone, for example, okay? Not that we do that anymore, but, you know, but then again, we are, we do have the phone with us all the time now. <laughs> we don't have to sit home and wait by the phone. We we have the phone with us all the time. So what you're not going to get fil- fulfilled by is waiting around for this other person to call you back. You got to go on with your day. Okay, that's a simple example. Go on with your day, go on with your life, see to it that your needs are met and you're doing what you need to do for you. And if they can come join you, great. This also, this goes for work. This goes for 
you know, spouse. This goes for everything. You are not going to get anywhere bending over backwards for someone else right now. It's always got to be standing in your own power for own self in this moment. Now, some of us are very good at that. <laughs> some of us are not. And what's going to inevitably happen because the nodes are in axis and they are always in axis is that as you stay focused on what you need to do for you and your life and your work, etc., and maybe, you know, whatever it is in your life, that north node, wherever that end of Aries, 29 degrees Aries, shows up, is that's going to be inevitably going to reflect back at the Libra South node. So if you stay focused on yourself and your needs, inevitably the partner is going to rise to the occasion. The other person is going to rise to the occasion and be there. This always happens. And if you focus too much on the other person, I can guarantee you, you're going to get thrown back at that North node. So you're best off doing a fulfilling thing and focusing on your needs first and your independent self, okay? And then the partner will show up inevitably. That's a good thing. So that's where we have to pay attention to this. Now, the tricky thing <laughs> is this is going to be a highly transformational situation because the nodes will be squaring Pluto. And what's happened is that they nodes go backwards. So they are at zero Taurus, zero Scorpio tomorrow. They will be at 29 degrees of Libra and Aries. And that is squaring 29 degrees of Capricorn, Yes, indeed, 29 degrees of Capricorn, which is where Pluto is. And then remember, we're going to have this wonderful little arrangement with the sun and the moon in the new moon, right? So that's opposing. So we're going to have like sort of a grand cross going on tomorrow, okay? So I had to explain that piece by piece. So here we are with this new moon and Pluto, and then the nodes change signs and they move into a place where we're gonna be getting a grand cross with the sun and the moon and Pluto. So this is about being a little, what my teacher used to call political, placating all four cardinal signs. You're gonna have to sort of stand in the center of that and and get your hands a little dirty just being uh, managing all four of those different directions, okay? And you may have a moment of that tomorrow. Be very aware of this. And the interesting thing is that the nodes are going to be squaring Pluto for some time. You know, it's going to be not like two days or something. It's going to be like a few weeks. And so, therefore, this is a deeply transformational time where our actions towards that sense of self and not being a people pleaser are going to result in something transformational in our lives, which is extremely important right now. It is a turning point. Tomorrow we may become acutely aware of that as that new moon comes in and takes us on that journey. So pay attention to this. Watch what happens. You're going to get a real keen view of that tomorrow. As this new moon is happening, almost at the same time the nodes are changing sides. So this is a very interesting dynamic we're moving into, okay? A very interesting dynamic. And when that moon opposes Pluto, late tomorrow night Eastern time, 11.06 p.m., 9.06 p.m. my time, that, that is going to be in a direct 
relationship to the nodes. It's going to be a crisscross in the sky, a grand cross. So pay attention. Pay attention. This is going to be a very interesting dynamic. These are the cardinal signs, okay? This is Aries and Libra, Capricorn and Cancer. If you are born under one of those signs or you have many planets in those signs, you are being taken on a journey. I am a fixed sign, so I have just been through the fixed nodes of Taurus and Scorpio. Now, let me tell you, normally when the nodes change signs, I'm like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, the nodes change signs. These last few days, man, have I felt this. And it has been an interesting dynamic, even though Pluto is technically squaring them, but not by sign. So, you know, Pluto was back in... Aquarius, you know, a bunch of weeks ago, and it was, you know, close to squaring the nodes. It was a, a little bit of a wide square. This is an exact square we're having tomorrow in cardinal signs. But I can tell you, I don't normally pay attention. I'm just like, oh yeah, the nodes change sign. I felt that dynamic of leaving behind something and it felt like it was burning it felt like it was a little stuck it felt like it was really intense energy as the nodes are leaving because i don't have anything else to attribute it to and i know it's this you know i'm i'm been doing this four decades i know i know my i know my nodes <laughs> so it was really really quite intense and i really felt that and I really felt like this is a, a very strong dynamic that we're processing right now. I think some of us may feel very relieved tomorrow when the nodes change signs. Maybe I will, but there's there's still this dynamic with Pluto and, and then the new moon. Fascinating astrology we're having and that that political placating. You may have like dynamics in your family that you have to manage and navigate tomorrow because it is a new moon in Cancer. Okay, so there may be some planetary things that are provoking and triggering the that navigation that you have to manage. And that's what a Grand Cross often is. You've got like your finger in every pie and you've got to like handle it. We had a big Grand Cross in Cardinal Signs back 2014. And there were, it was had eclipses and Uranus and Pluto and Mars and Jupiter. And it was intense. And it went on for weeks. And Mars was retrograde, so it went on longer. This is another sort of reflection on this. This might remind us of those days back in, you know, 2014, although it's been a while now. It's been nine years, but, but again, the nodes were involved. This was, you know, the cardinal sign nodes back then, and they were in a different place. It was, you know, that was nine years ago. That means that the nodes were reversed. That means the north node was in Libra and the south node was in Aries. And I remember this very clearly and how... We had to manage this and how too many things were going on at the same time. Very intense, very intense. So be aware of this. This is a big energy, okay, tomorrow. Then we have on Thursday, Mars in Virgo is going to oppose Saturn. And that's always a bit of a stuffy aspect because Mars wants to assert and be a little aggressive and push and be that warrior, even in Virgo, a warrior for one's own health. And then it's opposite Saturn. Saturn is, you know, 
the restriction, the duty, the responsibility, but a bit of a wall. So if you find yourself in a bit of a wall this week, you've got to, here we are again, manage that, plow on through it. Do it in a way that is not going to offend people because Mars is in, you know, Virgo is pretty polite, but Mars is, Mars has to deal with Saturn. You know, stomping on someone isn't going to get you anywhere. You have to be clever and you have to be polite and you have to use your integrity. Okay, Saturn wants us to use our integrity. And when you are dealing with any sort of, you know, maybe conflict or um, things that you need to address in a very direct way. Be kind, be thoughtful, don't be critical. Mars and Virgo wants to critique. If you're asked for a critique, that's a different matter. But be very aware of how you speak and use your words wisely. Don't go in with gangbusters, okay? The same day, the moon is going to be in Virgo. And the moon is going to be wrapped up in that. So it's going to be triggering Mars. And it's going to be really working with Saturn as well. Because Saturn's in Pisces. So this is be very cautious and sensitive whenever you have to present something this week. Don't criticize. Be thoughtful. Be kind. Okay? Be kind to others. And then you'll be kind to yourself. Right? And so you need to, we need to be very aware of it. Then that sun is going to oppose Pluto. And we're going to get a taste of it on Monday when, you know, tomorrow. But on Friday, we will get the sun opposing Pluto and just more of that grand cross energy because the nodes will be in Libra and Aries. And there's the sun in Cancer, opposing Pluto, like we've got this grand cross thing carrying out throughout the week. It's really quite interesting and very dynamic. So use your head. There's no air in the sky. Feel your way through this. Be cautious. Be sensitive. Be empathic. Saturn is in Pisces. Empathic. Um, and just... Be aware of how you're using your energy. Don't get gangbusters and blow people's doors off. And don't blow your own doors off. <sighs> Saturday, Venus turns retrograde. We've been talking about this. 9.33 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, Venus will turn retrograde. And I saw it in the sky on, on um, Friday evening. I can't believe that was two days ago already, Friday evening. And it was very close to the Earth. And like I said to you last week, if you can go see Venus through a telescope, I highly advise it. It's wonderful. And it is close to the Earth, and I saw it very clearly in the sky. Um, so that's the Venus retrograde we have been talking about. Venus is going to stop at 28 degrees of Leo, very close to the fixed star Regulus. It was very close to this place back in 2015, okay? Back in 2015, that was the last time Venus went retrograde in Leo. It was it went retrograde in Virgo and passed through Leo. And so now it's not even getting to Virgo. It's in Leo. And so creativity, children, um, the experience of one's imagination and creativity in, in that sign of Leo. And then the sun enters Leo. <laughs> So 
Mercury and Venus are in Leo and then the sun enters Leo and we are then with three planets in Leo, right? And this is this is more Leo energy. Um, Venus and Leo can be a little vain. Um, so like take a step back and see where, you know, your vanity might not be serving you. All of us, even if we don't have Leo in our charts. So this is where we have three planets in Leo. So now it's fire. And there are times when we don't have fire in the sky. And so this is good. We're going to have some fire and the sun and Mercury and Venus are really in that place of fire and creativity and activity and action okay so now we are saying goodbye to cancer season at the end of the week and the sun will move after it makes that very deep opposition to pluto and squares the nodes and you know moves into leo after leaving cancer so <laughs> so this is it's going to have a strong farewell as it leaves the sign of cancer and then moves into Leo. So this is this is an intense week, guys, an intense week. And the day after, on Sunday the 23rd, Chiron will go retrograde. And we have Chiron really in Aries, as you know, as I have talked about. But it is also just, it's not just in Aries. It is in Aries at the point where the sun is exalted, okay? So that's where it's going to, you know, go retrograde. And so... Chiron asks us to look at our wounds more deeply and heal ourselves and not get caught up in what has been a wound for us over and over and over again. So much to process this week. So much to process this week. Okay, I'm going to be on Instagram this week. Don't worry, we'll be walking through these things together every day is going to be something. I think Tuesday and Wednesday are the quietest days of the week, you know. And we really are in some very interesting times. And we are in some very, very complicated times. Um, there's other things that's going on this week, too. The sun in, in Cancer is going to try Neptune. Like I, I was saying, it's in a very nice relationship to Neptune as it's in that new moon phase. So that's very good. And then it, it continues to talk sweetly to Neptune. So we're very intuitive and use your intuition. That's one option this week that is very available to us is using our intuition. That will help us tremendously. Okay. So when you are working through this week, going through this week, stay tuned to your intuition into the feeling part of things. Okay. One day at a time, folks, take it one day at a time. Tomorrow's a lot with a new moon, do a new moon ritual. This is a feeling new moon. Talk to the goddess. Go to the ocean if you can. Go to the water. Go to the river, the lake, whatever you can. And just maybe do a little ritual, do a little blessing, do a little connection to water, okay? That's going to help you tremendously. And think about what you want to manifest on this new moon. The new moon is always, always a lovely time for bringing in the new, right? And this is a very powerful one because it is going to be, that moon is going to oppose Pluto later tomorrow night. I will be um, available for sessions. If you would like one, if this is just so much energy, you can book a session on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com 
where you can just click on book online and book a session with me and we can have a nice discussion of all of these aspects. Then also, if you're interested in the class, you can email me or you can go right to my website and also book that. But you can email me, deb at debmcbride.com. You can email me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And my expansion mentoring is also available so that we can do a journey together, starting with three months or six months or a year, whatever you prefer. And we can do this incredible journey together in expansion mentoring where I can help you expand your life personally and professionally. So you can email me about that if you'd like more information. And I will be here next Sunday on the Golden Astrologer podcast And you can tune into my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, all week as we will be walking through this week one moment at a time. Stay tuned. Stay grounded. There's lots of earth in the sky. That shouldn't be a problem. And stay in gratitude. And I have gratitude to all of you for listening. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week.